The following tale is not from the realms of fiction. There is evidence to suggest that what you are about to hear really did happen. The Electric Head proudly presents Mediocre Voyage to the Fantastic Bottom of the Bottom. A story begins in the laboratory of renowned scientist Professor Galvin Toomby. We join him now as he continues his research into insect acrobatics. Here it is. It will all be over soon. All I want is for you to lay on your back and juggle this little ball of twine. Oh, oh dear, oh dear, another back broken. Oh, never mind, never mind. I'll just have to obtain some more flies. I think I saw a couple around my collection of awful scrapings. And there's bound to be a couple around my Brian Adams LPs. Nobody ever touches theirs. Any more setbacks and I'll never get them to sit on the little chair. Toomby, Toomby, thank God you're in the lab. You, you must help me. Ernestine? Ernestine G. Butts. My goodness, dear boy, I haven't seen you in years. How are you? Well, I can see that you're clutching your chest and breathing heavier than the Hindu god of joy after a vigorous pearl dance, but I mean apart from that. Uh, uh, Toomby, I don't have much time. You must... Come in, come in. You must... I'll put the kettle on for it, shall I? Wait! My god, Ernestine, are you all right? It was a birthday party, Toomby. What? A birthday party... I haven't got much time. Whatever do you mean? We had a clown and everything. A clown? Emo. Emo the clown, insufferable fool. He spent the entire afternoon making balloon animals for the children. Oh, how delightful. And then popping them one by one right before their innocent little eyes whilst sobbing uncontrollably and cutting himself. Yes, well, you have to be careful with clowns these Although days. Although he, he did do a rather delightful trick in which he pulled a rabbit from a... From a hat. Oh, how wonderfully traditional. <laughs> I think it would have gone down better if Rabbit hadn't been stone dead. Yeah. Weeping pus with fur is murder slashed across his abdomen. It was all fairly innocent clown stuff until... Yes? Well, <laughs> until... Go on. Uh, uh, until... Until I drank a glass of fizzy drink, commonly associated with parties, particularly those of... The child variety. You don't mean... Cola. My God. Well, you're lucky, Ernestine. At least it wasn't... It was. What? Diet cola. Great Scott. Ernestine. Ernestine, why why couldn't you have been more careful? I don't know. I I wasn't thinking straight. But, Ernestine, with your well-known and much-talked-about enjoyment of a particularly minty-flavoured candy, well, the effects... The effects could be catastrophic. (laughs) You must help me to be... You must, you simply must. For the love of God, don't work yourself up. Hurry, hurry, lie down on this table. Get yourself up there. With that combination inside of you, you're nothing short of a walking time bomb. Now, lay still, lay still. I have to conduct some tests to determine precisely how long we have to act upon this and avert disaster. Let me just... uh, Just hold still. Uh, Oh, dear, oh, dear. Oh dear! Oh, what, 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 what do you think? 
Well, the good news is that the Mintic Confectionery has not yet reached the stomach. However, my estimate is that within the next 24 hours, the delicious Minty Candy will collide with the popular fizzy drink deep within the bowels of your stomach. And then... And then what? Tell me... I can take it. And then you will explode. Explode in a fatally frothy outburst of deathly delicious minty confectionery and cool refreshing cola. Your internal organs will be like chunks of raw meat flying through the airborne particles of a coke float. It will, at the very least, be a pretty sight. But there is no telling how far the blast zone may go. What do we do? Well, I suggest the entire town must start wearing ponchos and carrying spoons. What about me, Professor? Is there there any way you can... You can save me. I'm afraid, Ernest, at this stage, making any incision would be like taking a scalpel to a water balloon. Oh, God, I'm... I'm done for. There is one other possibility. What? It's dangerous. Tell me. Shrinking. Where where am I going to find a psychiatrist in 24 hours? No, you fool. I'm talking about miniaturization. Miniaturization? Yes. Miniaturization. But, But how will it help if I'm smaller? Not you... Although making you smaller would reduce the blast zone. But in your condition, you would risk self-implosion. No, Ernestine, it is I, I who must reduce my body mass to the size of an atom and enter you. Oh, my. From within, I can attempt to prevent the two deadly elements from ever meeting. Yeah. Besides, it will be the perfect opportunity to test all my new shrinking equipment and, you know, atom-sized vehicles. Isn't it, it, isn't it dangerous, Professor? It's true, nobody has ever attempted it before. But in theory, it will work. Myself and various other scientists have been mass-debating over the idea for years. You mean debating our mass? No, mass-debating, you know, wanking. Oh. Yes, we thought it might be possible to breed a miniaturized human. We needed the seed of the world's top scientist to be certain that the miniaturized specimen would be of the highest possible intelligence, ensuring that he had the mental capacity to pilot craft on an atomic scale. Unfortunately, the process of breeding humans small enough to work at the atomic scale would take millions of years. Damn it, we we don't have millions of years. No, we do not. I'm done for. We could just use my shrink ray. You have a shrink ray? Oh, yes, yes. It was one of the first things I developed back in my years at Oxford. Do you have a shrink ray? Why did you go through with the masturbation breeding idea? Yes, well, right. Best get moving. No time to waste. Uh, You shouldn't feel a thing. Initiating miniaturization countdown. Doc, Doc, how are you? How are you going to get inside? Don't worry about that, Ernestine. Just do me a favor and try to relax. I don't want too much turbulence as I fly down your channel tunnel. Let's hope there's no blockages or traffic jams, eh? There's a point, actually. What did you eat today, Ernest? What? Never what? mind, never mind. Just lay back and relax. I will see you on the other <laughs> side. <laughs> Good luck, Professor. Professor... Professor Toomey? Toombie, Toombie, Toombie. After all these years of research, how could you go and do something as stupid as this? I'll get you out of there, buddy. Just hold on. I've been in touch with someone that I think might be able to help. 
Long time no see, Doc. Speak of the devil. Commander Hell Bullock. It's good to see you, my boy. How you be? Cut the small talk, Doc. I've been retired eight years. Spent most of the time sipping Malibu on Pismo Beach, getting back rubs from the natives. Nice. Now, what did you call me here for, Doc? Because I got a feeling it's something goddamn important. Still a hot-headed maverick, eh, Bullock? I'm glad to see that some things never change. And I assure you that me calling you here is for a mission of the utmost importance. Just as I thought. So, how you been, you old madman? The last time I saw you was when we narrowly escaped the planet of the (laughs) robot apes. I remember it well. Well, since then, I've been teaching abroad. No kidding. Yeah, she's coming on really well. Gertrude, her name is. Remarkable grasp of quantum theory. You'd like her. Obviously. I did get kicked out of the Navy for being, well, just too beautiful. Yeah, I remember. They were worried about the other officers' heads turning. I don't swing that way. So, what's going on, Doc? Well, I'm afraid that we don't meet under happy circumstances, Commander. Professor Toomey has vanished. Good God. Well, not technically vanished. We do know where he is. This is Ernestine G. Butts. He's been financing Professor Toomey and I's research for years. He also wrote and directed critically acclaimed motion picture Quadrupedia. Have you seen it? That one in the 60s where they ride those scooters and wander around on all fours all the time? Yeah, that's the one. Haven't seen it. So, what's all this got to do with Toomey? Well, we believe that Toomey is inside. Inside? Inside. You've arrived at an amazing and potentially historic moment, Commander. We're about to make contact with Toomey, whom we believe to be somewhere around Ernestine's vermiform appendix in his miniaturized form. What in the hell is he doing in there? Well, we're not entirely sure. I came back to the lab this evening to find the miniaturization beam cooling down, and also the bins hadn't been taken out. Ernestine was just lying on this table, screaming. He has since been sedated. Why would he do it, Doc? Well, he was screaming very loud. Not the sedation, the miniaturization. Well, that's precisely what I hope to find out now, Commander. With the help of this carbon rod, I simply tap gently in Ernestine's lower rib, and... uh... I don't hear a thing. Wait for it. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, I see. What? My God, that is insane. What's he saying? Jelly. Bucket. Wrap fish. Treacle. Nine holes. Birdie. Bogey. You will never stop me, suckers. He's gone. This is worse than I thought. Did you say birdie? Bogey? What's all that mean, Doc? I'm afraid the situation is grave. We must act at once. It seems that Professor Toomey has gone completely insane. Insane? Insane. Nobody really knows what the effects of miniaturization would be on the workings, thoughts, and perceptions of the human brain. It's not clear how things would function at such a minuscule scale. The only thing scientists know for sure is that the human voice will become high and squeaky to someone of normal size. Kinda like this? Yeah, sort of, yeah. So, what did the doc say? Well, it seems that Professor Toomey's mind is almost completely lost. He's now attempting to complete a round of miniature golf. And that's bad? Well, it certainly can't be good, Hal. Can we stop him? 
It might be possible to bring his mind back from the brink of insanity if we can talk to him in time. How long we got? Well, if these calculations are correct, we have until he reaches the ninth hole. Then he will probably retire to the brain for celebratory drinks, most likely in the form of a serotonin endorphin cocktail of death. In this case, a drink without a good head. What? Without a good head. Head. This is quite a serious situation, Commander. Sorry. Did you say we have until he reaches the ninth hole? Exactly. The ninth? Yeah. Uh, Doc? Yeah? Which one is the ninth hole? I think that's fairly obvious, don't you, Commander? Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. There's only one thing for it. I'm sure you've worked out why I've summoned you here today, Hal. Nobody else can do it. Will you accept your mission? Of course, Doc. You won't be the first guy I've posed for. Listen, just be generous when you paint the old doodle, won't you? So, is it going to be oil or acrylic? Please, Hal, put your clothes back on. I've called you here today to head up a crack team of brave explorers. Together, you must enter the body of Ernestine G. Butts and, at an atomic scale, rescue the brilliant Professor Toomby from his own mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll do that too, sure. Knew I could rely on you, Hal. Come with me, I'll introduce you to your companions. Will you pimp me sometime? Sure, Hal. Sure. Hal, welcome aboard the Delver. This vehicle will carry you and your companions on an atomic scale on your, uh... Ah, uh, God, uh... I'm trying to think of, uh... On your, uh, fantastic voyage. Meet Gura. Gura is an ancient mystic from deepest Peru. Greetings. It's a pleasure to serve under you, Commander Bullock. Cool beans, Gura. What's with the crazy hat? Uh, hell, that crazy hat you're referring to is a turban. Resting within it is the sacred crescent emerald of Manzimbi. Crescent what? The sacred crescent emerald of Manzimbi has been passed down my bloodline for generations. It contains an ancient and mystical power. Power, huh? The Emerald has the ability to grant any man their heart's desires, within certain reasonable parameters, obviously. But they may do this only once. Also, if you hold it up to the light and look through it, it's like you're seeing what a fly sees. Look, look, check it out. It's, it's awesome. Hey, that is cool. Yeah, totally, totally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hal, Hal, let me introduce you to the second valuable member of your team. Powering up. Greetings. System online. Welcome aboard the Delver. This is the third and final member of your crew, Hal. It's the Delver's built-in supercomputer. It runs on computational artificial intelligence with nano-driven wiring. We call it CANDY for short. That acronym doesn't really make it's any... It's CANDY for short. I have to tell you, though, that she isn't entirely up to speed. In fact, she's only here on a week's work experience with us, so try to help her out uh, any way you can. Would anybody like some coffee? Or a tea, perhaps? Oh, goodness, that sounded very dorky, didn't it? Uh, oh, oh, Professor, I absolutely love what you've done with your hair. What is that crazy hat that he's wearing? Yeah, thanks, Candy. That'll, uh, that'll be all for now. System offline. Oh, oh, no, hang on. Offline. Oh, oh that's standby. I'll, I'll, I'll just keep quiet for now. It's all very impressive, Doc, but there's at least one problem I can think of. I wouldn't worry, Commander. We charged all the batteries last night, and the lens caps are all off. The shrinking process, Doc. Mm -hmm. 
It said Toombe insane. Yeah. What makes you think it won't do the same to us? Well, Toombe went insane because his brain became physically too small to carry his ideas. I doubt that you'll have the same problem, Commander. What? Sorry, what were you saying, Doc? <laughs> there was a little bit of fluff floating down from the ceiling. Oh, I, uh, I kind of drifted off. Couldn't take my eyes off it. What? What? I think it's fairly reasonable to assume that your brain will function exactly the same when reduced to the size of a sugar granule, Hal. What? Sorry, I was, uh, I was checking how the fluff was doing. What the hell are you standing around flapping your lips for? Oh, sorry about that. Just get yourself strapped in. Project Miniature Golf is about to begin. Good luck, Commander. Where we're going, we won't need luck. Why not? Um, but, uh, I... I don't know. I I didn't really think about it. I, right. I just said it, you know. It, it sounded good. Yeah, yeah. Well, you always did say what you thought, Bullock. Candy, fasten the seatbelts. Affirmative, Professor. Uh, which one is it? It's the one that says seatbelts. I'll have it in a moment. Hmm. Just strap yourselves in. I'll talk to you from the control room. Well, they can't expect me to know everything on the first day. Everything's prepared out here, Hal. The beam has now reached full power. Are you ready to begin the miniaturization process? I'll be honest with you, Doc. I'm... I'm a little nervous about the brain-shrinking thingamajig. Well, I'm sure you'll be just fine, Hal. Don't worry about it. All I want to know, Doc, is that, well, let's say my brain's gonna shrink, which means, well, some of it won't be here anymore, I guess. Well, when I come back to my original size, will my brain cells survive, Doc? Will I... will I be a vegetable? Certainly not, Hal. Although I have done experiments to turn men into vegetables. In fact, my brother Alf is an aubergine now. Put your fears aside, Hal. The majority of your brain cells will remain completely intact. Admittedly, some will fritter away into nothing, but only the crumbliest, flakiest brain cells. Good to know, Doc. Okay, I'm ready. Let's get tiny. Good luck, Commander. Candy, initiate the miniaturization countdown. What? Which number should I start at? Well, well let's let's say ten. Ten? Um, couldn't we start a little bit lower? Uh, five, perhaps? Yeah, five, whatever, Candy. Uh, five. Five will be fine. Do you want me to start now? Uh, right, right now. Right now is fine. Now? Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, I thought you were going to say go. Uh, could you count me in? Yeah, yeah, okay, uh, Commencing countdown to the countdown. Five, four, three... Two, one. Thunder, uh, countdown initiated. Oh, sorry, sorry, I was miles away. Did you do it? Oh, God, look, just forget it, will you? I'm just gonna fire the shrink ray. Just do me a favor and scream. All of your high-pitched screaming is the only way that I can be sure that the process has worked.
Oh, oh, did, did we make it? Did, did it work? Candy, open the intercom. Commander, which button is it? Uh, it's the one that says intercom, I, I would imagine. Is a radio the same as an intercom? I, I guess so. Try it. Professor Kaputsky, this is Hal Bullock of the Delver. Are you receiving me? Kaputsky, are you receiving me? Hello? Hello? Come in. Come in. Commander Bullock. Commander Bullock, are you receiving me? Over. Commander Bullock, are you all right? Fine, Doc. Was the... Was the miniaturization a success? Hal, you're now potentially living on a purely quantum level, completely invisible to the naked eye. There's simply no way for us to know whether or not the experiment has been successful. Answer me this. Do you feel smaller? Yes, uh, I, I guess I, I feel quite tiny. I guess, uh, uh, yeah, I feel... Yeah, yeah, I guess we do, Doc. Well, then it must have been a complete success. Now... You have to activate the view screen and start your engines. Your entry point will be through the point commonly referred to as the rectum or recti. Just be sure to fly in a straight line. Candy, you heard the doc. Set a course for the rectum. Coordinates locked. Hey, why aren't the engines running? Uh, Commander? Yeah. What, what, what exactly is uh, a rectum? It's the ass, Candy. Oh, 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 yes, yes, of course, yes. I see. Okay. Uh, coordinates locked. Engines engaged. Taking her up the ass. There's a... There's a hell of a lot of turbulence, stuff. Are you sure this is going to work? Relax, Commander. It's quite safe. This particular point of entry is just more accustomed to having objects going the other way. The turbulence is quite normal. It's like flying through the hole in a donut. Let's hope it isn't cream-filled. We're coming through. Hold on, folks. Where are we? Commander Bullock, you're now inside the anal canal. My god, it's beautiful. Where's that music coming from? The music you are now hearing is the result of wind whistling through the anal passage. Quite enchanting, isn't it? Philip Glass used that sound as the basis of most of his famous works. He recorded it with a tiny microphone and a large helping of vegetable oil. An ingenious man. I always thought Philip Glass was up his own ass most of the time. Now leaving the anal canal and coming through into the rectorium. May I suggest a deep breath? Emergency nose pegs on standby. Beyond the rectorium lies the sigmoid colon, named after Sigmund Freud, as he was the first human to ever discover it. With a teaspoon, I Commander, Commander, Commander Hell, look, look over there. What, what is that? It... It looks like a house. My God, you're right, Guru. Why in the hell would Ernestine G. Butts have a small stone house next to the entrance to his sigmoid colon? Uh, perhaps there's some kind of a toll to pay. Canny, take her in for a closer look. That's what the steering wheel is used for, Commander. Oh yeah, right. Taking her in. 
Shutting down the engines. Nice landing, Commander. Hey, thanks, Sugar Lips. Now, let's see what's out there. Open the doors, Candy. That, that's what the handle's for, Commander. Oh, oh yeah, sure. Come on, Gura. Let's check it out. I do like it when he calls me Sugar Lips. It sure does stink out here. And this ground, it's, it's, it's squelchy. Uh, are you sure we're safe out here, Commander? Relax, Gura. There's nothing to worry about. Okay. Although those bits of corn the size of minibuses are kind of freaking me out. Uh, Gura, look. What? Over there. There's somebody coming out of the house. You're right. He, he's coming this way, Commander. What do we do? Just act natural. Let me do the talking. Right, right, yes. Hello. Greetings. I am Commander Hal Bullock, and this is my crew. We mean you no harm. We're looking for Professor Toomey. This I already know. Please do come inside. Who are you? All of your questions will be answered over tea and biscuits. Please come this way. Ow! Ouch! What the hell is this thing? Oh dear, oh dear. You've gone and broken one of my garden genomes. Garden genomes? Yes, yes, never mind. Please, please do come inside before you cause any more damage. I have a great many things to tell you. Do, do, please, come in. Sit down, have a seat there. Sure, thanks. So... Who exactly are you? Uh, I I am the Wector, dear boy. The Wector. And this, this is the Wectory. Deep in the heart of the Wectum. Why are you here? Oh, my dear boy, every Wectum needs a Wector. Otherwise, we would have chaos. Now, you want to know about Professor Toomey. He left a message for you. What? He was here? Yes, yes, poor fellow. He was in something of a state. Kept babbling on about his mind fragmenting. I mean, I knew something was wrong when he only had one hobnob. I mean, they're so moorish, aren't they? Nobody has just one. So what did the professor say? What is this message? Well, as I said, he was acting very strangely. He told me that people would be coming after him and that I must relay these words. Well, what are they? I'm afraid it's a little embarrassing, you see. I'm, I'm not much of a singer. Singer? Yes, well, as I said, the professor was on the precipice of insanity. He only had time to teach me this little number before his mental state collapsed entirely. Just let me put on this vinyl record that he gave me. Enjoy the anal canal and roll on to the sigmoid colon. Get your fix in the vermiform appendix and have some gin in the intestine. It's ilium, jejunum, duodenum, ilium, jejunum. Then have a ball in the stomach wall. There's no reason to fuss in the esophagus. It sinks right to the pharynx and then the nervous system to the brain. Cha-cha-cha! Catchy! Yes, yes, I thought so too. I'm thinking of releasing it as a single. But what does it mean, Commander? Why would the Professor take the time to leave us such a catchy warning? It's no warning, Gura. It's a map. A map to the brain. 
The professor used his last iota of insanity to tell us the fastest way to the brain. He wants us to stop him. Come on, Kura, let's go. Listen, why don't you come with us, Rector? Um, I appreciate the offer, Commander, but I'm, I'm afraid that that's not possible. The Wectum needs to be upkept, or else who knows what may happen. No, no, these corridors are my home. The genomes and the big peanuts, my friend. Go, go now, and every time the wind blows through my Wectum, I will hear your name. And then probably slip into another one of my bum comas. Right. Okay, well, uh... Fare thee well! Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be seeing you. Fare thee well. Come on, girl. Let's get out of here. Candy, I'm feeding a set of coordinates into the computer. They should show us the quickest route to the brain. Welcome back, Hal. You mean to say that the professor left these directions? That man is nothing short of a genius. Yeah, and he writes a catchy tune, too. Coordinates mapped. Although you do smell a bit funny. It's ass wind, Candy. I'm covered in filthy ass wind. Let's get this bucket of rust in the air. I'm afraid it's futile, Commander. What are you talking about, Doc? These directions do indeed show the fastest route to the brain. But I'm afraid, even at full throttle, we cannot reach the brain in time. Toombi has already finished his round of golf and is on his way there now. And he has a head start. God damn. Isn't there anything we can do? I'm afraid not, Captain. Wait! The crazy hat! What? Gura's wishing jewel. It is the sacred emerald of Manzambi. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh. Well, get the damn thing out and start rubbing it, Gura. Oh. We needed a grand air wish right now. My, my, my God! Why didn't we think of this sooner? <laughs> what, what should we wish for? We need to get inside the brain right now and save the professor. Right, right, just let me... I'll, I'll rub it. I'm rubbing it. I'm rubbing it really hard. Hold on, everybody. This is where things might get weird. Hello? Hello? Hey, where the hell am I? You, you are, are inside, inside the brain. Is that you, Tumbi? Where are you? Where's the ship? Where is everyone? They are, they quite, are quite safe. They, they remain, remain in, the in the ship. Right. Listen, where, where are you then, Prof? I, I am everywhere. What the hell was that? Where is this place? I thought you said I was in Ernestine's brain. Not the, Not brain. the brain of Ernestine. You are you inside, are inside my, my brain. This is your brain, Doc. Kind of empty for a scientist, isn't it? Don't move a muscle, pal. I've got a disintegrator ray pointed right at your... <laughs> Jesus, what the hell are those? These are tendrils. You don't have tendrils. You're bluffing, pal. I don't even see one power tool. Fool. Fool. I am Professor Toombee's insanity. And I will devour you, Commander Big Nose. Big Nose? Big Nose? 
How do you like that? Can't call me Big Nose when you're tied up, can you? Release me at once, Big Nose. Damn it. Listen to me. You have to leave the Professor B. But I am insanity. I do not listen to reason. Maybe you won't, you filthy piece of insanity. But Professor Toomey must be in there somewhere. And I'm going to get through to him if it's the last thing I do. Your attempts are futile. I am merely insanity. Professor Toomey. Professor Toomey. I know you can hear me. You need to get a grip, Professor. A grip on reality. Reality? Yes. Remember your birthday, Toomey. The day of your birth. The moment when they dragged you out like soft shellless prawn into the cold, hard, artificial, fluorescent-lit concrete world they had created for you. Birthday! That's right. Hold on to that. The memory. The memory of your birth. But why? Why are we born? Well, when a man and a woman love each other... What's love got to do with it's it? It's an emotion. It's a second-hand emotion. Toby, you have to let go. No. You need to dissolve the past. Find the base of reality. Step, step outside. I have stepped outside. Yes, I'm getting through. Outside of reality. Damn it. 60% yeah. of everything we know exists in another dimension. Yeah. See? It superstrings are 10 dimensional. And we only perceive four dimensions. That leaves... Uh, six dimensions. Six, that's right. Add in the, um, the, yeah, the language of the universe, mathematics. Uh, zero, zero, zero is point alpha. The instantaneous state. Now, you are frozen in time. A static arrangement of matter. Light an American president. Listen, it is the pattern of your brainwaves that contain the false structure, the lie, alpha, beta, delta, gamma, uh, uh, feta. Feta? Yes, feta. Feta is a Greek cheese. Uh, uh, chi, chi, yeah, you're right, uh, Taoism. Uh, yeah, the chi, the chi is the life force that flows through all of us. Both of our chi's are flowing through the room. Our chi's? Flowing through the room. Who's really in there? Who lurks in the shadows? Who floats in a bath of warm cerebrospinal fluid? What manner of creature? Wear a different Nancy. Step out of Socrates' cave through the doorway into a bright new world. That sounds like Mr. Ben. What? It's nothing like Mr. Ben. He goes into that shop, and then the shopkeeper appears as if by magic, and, well, I, yeah, I suppose he gets into the different man suit, and, well, yeah, it is a little like Mr. Ben. Hey, Professor, you're back with us. Not exactly, Commander, for you are merely viewing a projection of me, albeit a sane one. You see, you are still within my mind. Right, so, so where are you? Well, I'm back on the ship having a nice glass of gin and tonic. Now, stop pottering around inside my skull and get back here. What? Well, where am I? What? What happened? You brought me back from the edge of madness, Commander. Here, have a glass of gin. 
Congratulations, Commander. Well done, Hal. But I don't remember what what happened. The last thing I remember is using the emerald to take us all to the brain. And then, well, everything went cockamamie. You asked the crystal to take you to the brain to save the professor. However, you did not specify which brain you meant. Is it faulty? It works in mysterious ways. Sounds faulty. No, it's an ancient mystical artifact. Can't understand basic wishes. Must be faulty. Oh, well, I know. Well, at least we're all here and we're all safe. Now, Doc, how do we get out of here? I'm afraid it's not that simple, Commander. For the love of God, what now? Well, the reason I miniaturized myself and came into Ernest's body is still very much a problem. Oh, yeah. What problem is that? A lethal combination of mintoids and cola is now making its way to the stomach. If we cannot intercept them, then Ernest, all of us, and quite possibly every brave man and woman in that laboratory is doomed. Great. Got a plan? I'm afraid not. For God's sakes! You guys are supposed to be geniuses, right? I'm stuck inside the body of a moron with two other morons and a moron computer and a moron mystic guy with a faulty emerald in his moron hat! It makes me sick! It makes me goddamn sick! Of course! Of course, Hal. Hal, you're a genius, my boy. An absolute genius. That's it. Kaputsky, does the Delva have a PA system? Why, of course. Well, it's mainly for karaoke, you know. Candy? Yes, Professor Toomey? Give me the microphone and activate the external speakers. Full volume. Affirmative, Professor. All right. Now, everybody, wretch. What? Wretch. Wretch, wretch like you have never wretched before. Come on, bring it up. Bring it up. It's working. It's working. Keep wretching everybody and hold on. Something is approaching. What the hell is that thing? That, Commander, is the biggest tidal wave of vomit you're likely to see outside of a bulimic buffet, and it's our ticket out of here. Oh, God. Hold on, everybody. We made it. We made it. We're alive. Is everybody all right? Yes, fine. Thank you, gin and tonic. I'm just Dundee, by the way. Candy, open the doors. Oh, yeah, it's a handle. Sorry, I forgot. Hell, hell, my boy. You're alive. Boy, am I glad to see you. Professor Toomby. Kaputsky, Kaputsky, how are you, my friend? We thought we'd lost you in there. Wait a sec. How are we natural size again, Doc? Hell, my boy, science does not have an answer to everything, you know. Just be grateful that you and everybody else is still alive. What about Ernest? I'm afraid he died a few moments ago. Damn. Well, I guess we all learned something here today. What, like, uh, don't lend your sacred emerald to an American? Or don't miniaturize yourself to the size of an atom and insert yourself into a fellow human being unless you've had a good lunch? Always read the instruction manual before piloting an advanced nano-sized space vehicle? Always insert a nuclear capacity karaoke machine in a four-engine nano-vehicle? All of those things. Yeah. And none of them. 
the real lesson from what happened today is that man should not meddle with nature or science. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, boy. Come on, my little genomes in the house. Come on. Time for hobnobs. <laughs> oh, it looks like thunder. No, get away from here, you bad little boy. Get away. No, get out of my wet tum. You've got a big nose. 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 Big